Hi, everybody. Uh, here we are at Wonder Queer, the land of Wonder Queer, um, episode 11. We're very excited, as per usual. And uh, thank you for joining us. Um, we're hoping that you're enjoying the whole journey of all the episodes so far. And I'm sure you're going to love episode 11, too. Yeah, welcome, everybody. Today we have a wonderful guest. We have Reverend Diana Rotola, who is based in Queens, New York, and she focuses on embodied spirituality as it comes alive in sexual and intimate relationships. And she can be found at dianarotola.com, which we'll provide as well in the show notes. Welcome, Diana. Thanks for being with us. I'm so glad to be here. I feel very wonder queer today. Oh, yay! <laughs> Well, we are so excited to hear your story. Well, thank you. I, I realized in talking with you that you have not had a love story on Wonder Queer. And so today I'm going to share with you my love story. Uh, I am married to a woman named Michelle Fitzsimmons, and we have been married since 2017. We got married a few months, a few months after our two-year together anniversary. And the story starts actually back in 2012. I broke up with a woman who had left me to go live in Australia with promises of coming back, which didn't come to fruition. And I realized in my healing process that what I needed to do is to get really clear about what it was that I wanted in relationship and who I wanted to be with that person, not only who I who I wanted to be in relationship to that person, but who I wanted to be for myself to show up for fully in relationship. And so I dated a woman for a hot minute right after that, who was a lovely mirror in reminding me, oh yeah, you got to get very, very clear about how this, this person that you dream of will show up. And so in November, of 2012, um, on the full moon, which was at the end of the month, I started a, a magic spell. Um, my personal spiritual path is earth-centered paganism. And so I gathered my gear and I started on the eve of the full moon. And I continued this for 24 hours. And part of my process was to write down all of the things that I thought I would want in a partner and and how we would be together and then I let it sit overnight and in the morning I went back and I made sure that that's exactly what I wanted and one of the things that had come to me while I was writing is I thought I'm gonna need a sign from the universe I'm gonna need to know to keep my hopes up because you know we always start these things and we're like yes I believe I believe I believe but sometimes it's nice to have some affirmations that there's work going on in the dark. So I used to do a lot more shamanic journeying than I do now. And, and at that point, I was very often accompanied by a tiger or the energy of a tiger. Sometimes it was a white tiger. Sometimes it was an orange tiger. But it was always underneath my right hand, walking beside me or just ahead of me, leading me to wherever I was going. And so it came to me as I was writing all of these things that I would know that my beloved was on her way to me by receiving signs of a tiger. I didn't exactly know what that meant, but I wrote it in there. 
I wrote five pages of qualities and um, interactions and and just not it wasn't just a bullet list it was like sentences of you know that that my beloved would would um, have good communication skills and she would be comfortable talking about uncomfortable things and that we would have fun together and that she would really like sex because I like sex and I didn't want to be with somebody who was not going to like that um, and that we would be working toward our own growth and expansion as well as fostering that in each other and so the next morning before I left for work and I was doing work as a social worker at that point um, having just uh, become a minister and still kind of getting that practice off the ground I finished up my spell and I you know folded the pieces of paper and I thought I'm just gonna carry them with me for a while all those five pages and I said and I thought well I wonder how how this is all gonna work but I took them and got them in my bag I got in my car and I drove to work and uh, I stopped for gas got out pumped the gas got back into the car and as I turned the radio on there was a line from a song now the song was not about tigers but the line from the song that was on the radio when I turned it on was ride the tiger and I was like oh my gosh it's working it's working and so I sent up a quick you know thank you goddess I feel you I know that you've heard me I know this is working okay and when I got to work I wrote it down on that on the back of so it was five pages so on the, the sixth page I wrote down the first sign here was the date this is what it was and so for the next nearly three years I kept those pages with me and I wrote down every time or as near to every time as I could a, when a tiger came into my experience sometimes it was a song sometimes it was uh, like I'd be scrolling through Facebook and somebody would have posted a picture of baby tigers or I was reading the news and there was an article about Tiger Woods sometimes I would get nothing sometimes I would get five or six a day sometimes you know and so I kept going and kept going and I was dating you know and I would kind of you know was as I was meeting women and going out on dates I was very clear I'm you know I'm I'm here to just experience things I'm not looking for a partnership yet but you know in my mind I was kind of going over my list right I had my list and yes yes no no not appropriate okay fine uh, and then on Jul July 25th of 2015 something shifted I was at a wedding for a friend a wedding that I actually did not officiate and I was really officiating a lot of weddings at that point um, but I went as a guest and there was something about that day that I just felt different and I thought oh I feel like I might be ready to begin my search in earnest or to, to open up myself to that to being ready for that person like maybe I've done the, the work that I'm ready for that and so I was packing to go to a music festival and I took my pages in there thinking you know what I haven't met her yet maybe I need to take them and and read them again and make sure that this is exactly what I want because I've felt this energy shift 
maybe I should do that. So I go to the music festival and there's of course a few things that happen in between, but nothing that pertains to the love story. I got there and I set up my tent and I went and left a, a message for a friend of mine um, in one of the community areas. And I was approached by a woman who started chatting me up and we went and talked for a little while. And after about 45 minutes, I felt this very strong urge to go stand in line for t-shirts, to go to the, like the, the swag booth. And so I said to this woman, I said, you know what? I feel like I need, you know, I think I'm going to go stand in line for, for Festi wear and, um, I'll talk to you soon. She's like, yeah, absolutely. So I go and I, get in line and the line is super long. It's all, you know, it's snaking back and forth and I get in line and and I thought I was behind a woman who kind of had a sun hat on and, um, you know, backpack chair and, and then she moved out of the way. And right in front of her was this gorgeous, short haired, tank top wearing, you know, woman who turned around with you know, mirrored aviators and smiled at me. And I went, Oh, well this, this line, I don't care how long it is. This is going to be great. It was two and a half hours of standing in line. And we talked the entire time. She told me about her, her sister who had just had a baby and how she was worried that the older brother was only a year and a half had a cold. And what would if the baby got sick? And we talked about, you know, our, our work and our lives. And I told her about my children who at that point were 15 and 17. And we had this really wonderful conversation. And by the end of two hours, two and a half hours, I said, would you like to be my date to the movies tonight? And she said, sure. So I was like, look at me, I got myself a date. So the next, we went to the movies. It was lovely. She kissed my style, which was great. And the next day, we had no plans. We made no plans to meet up. But the next day, she found me. And I had been sending out some little energetic pings. And I thought, I know she's going to be over in this general area. And sure enough, within three to five minutes of me wandering around in this little area, she rounds the corner and walks up to me like we've been together for 100 years. It was so sweet. So we go on that day. Again, didn't make any plans to meet up the next day. And I had very early morning volunteer shift on that Thursday. And I'd been thinking, you know, she is meeting all of the things on my list. All of the things that I said, you know, some of the things on your on my list were things that you wouldn't have known until you'd been with someone a while, right? Like, how do they react under stress? And what do they do in conflict? That kind of thing. But I was thinking, wow, she really, she's really cool. And I really like her and we, we have a lot to talk about. Uh, so I got done with my volunteer shift around 10 in the morning. And of course I was hot and sticky and and the road is dusty. And, and I thought, well, I know where she's camping and she's probably gonna be coming this way down the road. So I'm standing in the, in the road and, and here she comes and she's got two cups of like two travel mugs and I assume it's coffee. And she walks up to me and she's like, I brought you some coffee. And I said, is it caffeinated? Because I can't really do caffeine very well. And she goes, oh, no problem. And she turned around 
to hand the coffee to another woman who I found out later had like the camp had her tent was right next door. And so she was like, Oh, Hey, I'll just give it to her. And I, I did a double take because I thought I saw tiger stripes on her back. And she turned back to me and I said, wait, wait, wait one minute. Could you turn around please? And she turned around and on her t-shirt, it said Corona tigers and in block letters and inside the block were tiger stripes. And I, I caught my breath and I thought, I think this is my sign. This is my sign. And then I kind of got a little scared because I realized I was going to have to tell her because if I didn't, I would be all weirded out. Like, what if it is? What if it's not? And, and I would just shift our whole energy. So we were walking back to my tent so that I could change clothes. And I told her, I think you're my person. And here's why. And so I give her this whole story of two and a half, almost three full years of waiting and preparing and noticing. And I thought she is going to run for the hills. And she just said, okay. And then she told me the rest of it. And this is where the magic happens really well. As she was packing for this festival, she packed her duffel bag and as she was zipping it up, the zipper broke. And so she had to unpack and she grabbed another bag that happened to be larger. So when she got everything back, put, put away in this new bag, she still had room and she opened up a drawer and picked out a t-shirt and put it on top. And it was that t-shirt. It wasn't supposed to come the first time. And yet it did. And so that, that is my story of how I had wonder queer magic. Diana, thank you so much. What a wonderful story. And you told it so well. And it just, I love, you know, it had all this sort of moments of suspense and what will happen next and oh no, and really, and I, um, I really loved hearing it. And um, I wanted to go back a little bit to the more the beginning because I was really uh, curious about your magic spell. What's, uh, what is, sure. uh, is that all about? Could you give away some of your uh, secrets about your magic spell? I can. Um, now, let's remind ourselves, this is now six years, oh, nearly six years ago, but I set my spells up almost always in the same way. So I have some semblance of a cloth to create a, d a defined space. And I bring in different pieces of the elements. So something to represent air, fire, water, and earth. Um, usually feathers and, you know, water and candles and that sort of thing. Um, I, well, I call in all of the elements and I ask for the, I ask for the spirits um, and the guardians of all of the gateways to be present. And sometimes I call in ancestors and sometimes I don't. I don't know that I did for this one, but I could have. Um, I was asking for help from pretty much all the world at that point. I do some meditation, um, not generally with music, mostly just breathing and centering and guiding myself in a visual. I'm sensing where I am in space and where I want to go. Um, so for those people who use words, it's clairsentient versus clairvoyant. That's how I kind of function through magic. But, And then I 
I wrote down, I started my list, like, and I used the terms my beloved because I wanted to make sure that, um, to me, beloved is such a, a powerful term that, that encompasses more than just the person that I'm interested in or the person that I'm living with or the person that I want to have sex with. It's the, my beloved encompasses the, the cherishing part of love. And that is a piece that was lacking significantly in my previous relationships. I did not ever feel um, cherished. And so if I am wanting a beloved, I was calling in someone who would also find me that way. Um, And I felt like it was important to have a longer term. So generally, if I'm doing a spell, I'll kind of open the, you know, the energies and, and called in, you know, call in the, the elements and create the, cast the circle. And it might last 20, 30, 60 minutes. But I didn't, I didn't open the circle when I went to bed that night. I didn't release all of the energies. I asked them to stay around so that, um, so that there could be work done while I was sort of traveling that ethereal realm with the spirits, um, which is, you know, the best part of sleep. Uh, and so the letting my unconscious mind and my unconscious self have more of a say in the, in the process so that when I got up the next morning, I could sense that there had been some movement, even though I didn't know what it was. And that's when I could open the circle and release the energies and thank them and, and let them go. Beautiful. Thank you so much. And so is this a spell that is common in your, uh, what you described as earth-centered paganism, your sort of foundation? Or is this, like, have you seen other spells work that led to saying, this is what I want to do for this? Um, yes and no. So I... The, my, the way that I practice witchcraft, which is kind of how I, and this is, that's how I define my, find it for myself, is that I take my intentions and use my intentions and energy to change my reality. This spell work is, is very typical of witchcraft in that it uses the elements of the earth and the and the energies of the universe and combines them into the physical reality. Um, but it's different from a love spell. Often a love spell involves, I want that specific person to fall in love with me. And that was not what I was trying to do. And often those, just, just to be honest, those spells backfire anyway, because then you end up with someone who's obsessive or stalkery, or they have qualities you didn't actually know existed, but now they're stuck to you for a while. Um, So I used this spell as a container to hold my intentions as a way to affirm what I wanted to happen while allowing the universe to have the the, the stirring. And had you seen the tiger before? Because the tiger came to be with you. Did you know the tiger? It was so funny. So a few years before I did this spell, I had taken a a seminar 
a series of classes from another witch who uh, specialized in um, trance postures. So there's a, so you've heard of maybe trance dancing um, or trancing or shamanic journeying. So this is another way of doing that. And, and what happens? What do you notice? And so they did a lot of different journeys around that. And I truly don't remember which posture I was doing, but it had to do something with having one hand uh, facing out, your left hand palm up facing out, and your right hand down by your hip as if you were touching something next to you. And so then in this journey, I realized that what was underneath my hand was the head of a tiger. I don't know how I knew it, but I could feel the fur. I could feel like the the weight of my hand on its head. Um, And that it was just so powerful because, you know, tigers are, they're dangerous. They're also beautiful and mysterious. And there was part of me that thought I could never be associated with that. That's not, you know, I'm, you know, I can't, I couldn't possibly be that powerful. I, I do remember thinking that as I came out of that trance and was talking with the with the other women in the group that it kind of astonished me because it I, I didn't think it was for me. Um, but the more I spent time in that realm, the more the tiger just showed up and I realized, well, okay. And I do think that I would not have recognized Michelle if I hadn't been so specific about how I would recognize the magic about saying my beloved will send me signs of tigers because you know she didn't go to that festival thinking about meeting the love of her life you know she had gone thinking she might get some attention to put it (laughs) pretty mild term right she might she you know she might get some some uh what did one of my one of my old dear friends used to call it festy mm. sex. You know, the wonderful stuff that you have at a festival, no strings attached. We're here in the moment. We're just going to enjoy each other. And truthfully, through that whole week, even when I said, I think you're my person, I didn't attach any future to that. I just wanted to be with her in that moment. We didn't talk about what would happen after festival until until Sunday afternoon. Now that I'm thinking about this visually, the tiger that you're talking about, it reminds me a bit of the strength card in tarot. Like there are different symbols of that. Sometimes a person is like riding the tiger, like ride the tiger, the song lyric. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And also I think um, it just occurred to me that I have a little joke with a lover that, um, that I'll say, like when I want a little bit of attention, I'll say five minute tiger, 10 minute tiger, four That's hour tiger, <laughs> which, you know, you know, you right. think you might, you might think it's a 10 minute tiger, but then it could turn into a four hour tiger. You you never know. Yeah. But I really want to ask you about your list. I totally relate to making the list, the ideal partner list. I have a list myself and, um, I, when I made it, it was because I started to realize, wow, my list has apparently become really short. I'm not valuing myself. I'm just tolerating and accepting whatever. And I was sick of it. 
and I was like, I'm going to make a detailed list. And then you carried it around with you for the better part of three years. And so I, I wondered if carrying, how did carrying that list around become part of the spell to you? If, if it did. Oh, I think it, it totally did. I don't know that I intended it to be that way when I first kept, I think, I, I think looking back that I probably had intended to keep it with me for that day or maybe even for like the moon cycle, right? So maybe just for the first month that I would, I would keep it with me. I didn't think I'd be writing stuff down. Um, but as I look at those, in fact, I just looked at those pages before we recorded this and, and it's like, it's on the lines, it's up the the side it's you know it's a date it's like teeny tiny writing and there's and like I've got lines drawn so I can delineate when you know like here's this and here's you know here's this other bunch where I was putting it some on extra lines <laughs> and um it became it became a way of acknowledging the magic happening as well as continuing my faith reminding myself that the energy isn't gone even when I was pretty frustrated by um, not meeting someone who matched my list and that certainly did happen I mean let's just you know, you know two year, two and three quarters years is a long damn time and and there were times where I would where I was dating someone and the, that woman would be like you know 75% of the list but not everything and I think about compromising and I think well you know, it'll probably come in time. And I will tell you that it it's rare that stuff comes in time if it doesn't start out with the potential. <laughs> and so I decided that I wouldn't settle for the crumbs. <laughs> but I think that keeping the spell active, I think keeping it in my mind, making sure that I was noticing when I was getting those um, signs allowed me to invest my energy in the way that I most wanted to yeah that makes total sense and 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 that kind of leads back to this moment where you where you met Michelle and you had had those two really nice times gone to the movies hung out not didn't really make any plans um and then seeing that Ta-da! T-shirt and <laughs> saying that to her, I think you're my person, and I just found that so amazingly bold and courageous. So I'd love to hear more about what was happening to you that at that moment that just like you were just like I have to say this and I'm gonna say this. Yeah. So from the time that I saw the back of the T-shirt until I said I think you're my person was maybe five to 10 minutes, right? I didn't, I didn't want to allow myself to get so nervous that I wouldn't say it because like many people, I can logic my way out of a lot, right? I can rethink multiple different scenarios in which nothing would work. So, but what I kept coming back to was if I don't say something, things are going to get weird and I don't want things to get weird because I didn't say something. I'd rather that we just say, she say, oh gosh, no, that's not what I'm looking for, and just walk away, because um, it's cleaner that way. Uh, so we were walking back up the trail, going to my campsite, and and I said, so I, I have to tell you something, and 
And you might think it's weird, but I'm going to have to say it. And uh, I think you're my person. And here's why. Luckily, when you're walking in the woods, you're very often not looking at each other. So we were mostly side by side, but at times I would be, you know, half a step ahead or she would be half a step ahead. And it allowed me to say what I needed to say without having the direct confrontational eye gaze, um, which is helpful, I think, because I could focus on where my feet were going and, <laughs> and not where the conversation may go. I didn't have time to think of, you know, the end point. Um, and when she said, okay, I, I kind of thought, did she hear me? Did, did, did she hear all that I just said? Because she just said, okay, like it was not a big deal. <laughs> um, and she's kind of just allowed that to be how it is. Um, she also has a, a pretty deep uh, spiritual practice, though not in the same way as mine. But she had been um, following a pagan path, uh, learning um, plant magic for a number of years. Uh, when I when we met so that was we had some similarities and some crossover which was helpful do you know if um do you know if Michelle has had a list too uh we have talked about it and she did not have a list she though she had she had been dating someone um and had broken up with her several months before the festival so she had said no to whatever that particular um set of scenarios was uh so that she did have some clarity but she had not written a five-page manifesto (laughs) and perhaps that is for the best (laughs) perhaps it is perhaps it is you know it's also it's really good manifesto no manifesto get together there's that wonderful tension right there just starts and blossoms right and it keeps going the more the more we are together the longer we are together the deeper it becomes because we started out clean we started out with Mm. no drama and that isn't in and of itself is a kind of practical magic well said well said absolutely absolutely well, it's been wonderful talking to you, Diana, and I, I'm really happy um, that you are our first love story, but I'm, you know, also anticipating an onslaught, but... <laughs> this will become the Wonder Queer Love Story Podcast. <laughs> That's right. But, you know, we're yeah. here. We're available. You know, exactly. we got all week, as they say. Good. <laughs> Good. Well, I've enjoyed so much, and I wish you all the best in continuing this, this journey. Thank you Thank so you. Much. It's been great to have you. And until next time, keep swimming in the wonder. Keep cheering the queer. Bye. Bye.